0: This episode of Jogopod Nito is brought to you by... Joga Nito, episode 19. Andrew Acker, how are things? Delightful. They are delightful. And we are coming off the back of one of the craziest days in, in Champions League that, that I can remember. Um, certainly, probably the same for you. And yeah, I mean, we're here for kind of a live reaction. A little bit of a different show this week where we didn't have the Premier League this weekend. And so we were kind of left with uh, the FA Cup, which, you know, ha- had its own kind of narrative and storylines and good games. And But, you know, today... We also have the Champions League, so to start off, um, Champions League, round of 16, um, and really just kind of a, a vintage, vintage week for uh, for the Champions League. Just going quickly through the results. On uh, last week, we had Benfica defeating Dortmund 1-0 at home. Uh, we had PSG with kind of the big result of, of the week, beating Barcelona 4-0. We had Real Madrid beating Napoli uh, 3-1 at home at the Bernabeu. Um, Arsenal dropping <laughs> the, the best game of the week for me to watch. Uh, losing 5-1 to uh, at Bayern Munich. Monaco today losing 5-3 to at the Etihad. Uh, Man City coming away with, with a, you know, it was just fucking unbelievable and we'll start there for sure. Um, Atletico Madrid winning 4-2 and, and the two games that are left, uh, Juventus hosting Porto. I'm sorry, Juventus away to Porto and Leicester away to Sevilla, which is, um, you know... Not looking good for Leicester. Not looking good for Leicester. But we'll, we'll start with Man City 5, um, Monaco 3, and it was just unbelievable. And I know that you have kind of, like, an interesting take on this game, having just seen the extended highlights, which are essentially the whole game, because it was 30 minutes of highlights.
1: Yeah, it was quite the game. I'm disappointed I missed it. But I really didn't, because as you said, <laughs> Cause we I just, just watched it. Uh, my take is, for a team that used to be known for its defense and being quite stingy. Monaco have certainly transformed themselves in the complete opposite. It was unbelievable. I think they've scored 100 goals already in all competitions this year.
0: Isn't their goal differential something like plus 50? Yeah, it's crazy. Like they've yeah. scored
1: like 26 more goals in the league than PSG and PSG are, you know... Considered... they just beat Barcelona 4-0. Yeah. But um, <laughs> shout out... A big shout out to Monaco. They lost 5-3, but they got three away goals, man. Like, for a team that scores as many goals as they do... It's not inconceivable for them to win by two goals at home against City, especially a City team that, despite a nice victory, still remains fragile at the back.
0: Super fragile, and, and when you first said that, takes me. I thought you were saying it really tongue in cheek, but you were like, you know, three away goals. You're right. I mean, that's th- a they, lot they, of away goals. Right. I mean, they could win two nothing at home. They could win three to one at home. Um, and, and Monaco are, are historically very, very good at home. But just, I mean, the, the game itself was just bananas and I had the you know the the luxury of just um, blowing off work and just watching this game at my desk pretty much today and there was just no midfield and you look at that city lineup I mean their back four is somewhat of a makeshift back four right with Fernandinho out outside left but then the the middle is Yaya Torre Silva and De Bruyne and all three of them are attacking players and it, I I shit you not Andrew I saw the game live there was about 60 minutes in this game where there was just no midfield. I mean, it was just end-to-end action, and City ultimately comes out on top. But I- I'm sort of with you where it's like that's Monaco's style, right? It- it's the go-at teams. And you live by the sword and die by the sword. And, you know, at least they gave an awesome account of themselves. But the tie's far from over.
1: Very far from over. I mean, I think you can be misled by the scoreline, 5-3, but, I mean... 5-3? to three. It's a, it, 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 it might as well have been a 2-0 City win in terms of, you know, what... Monaco need to do in the um, whole pretzel, league, right?
0: You're right. Holy shit, right? And if it was a two-nil <laughs> win for
1: City, I think we'd be thinking much differently about this. Um, but I mean, when did Monaco get all the good players?
0: Yeah. So, so we were looking at that lineup, and Mbappe's really the the story right now. He's 18 years old. Um, he's well into double digits for goals for the season. He's sort of like the new, you know, they had Anthony Marcial two years ago, and now they have this kid who looks like he's even better. But, I mean, it's not just him, right? I mean, you have Lamar, uh, you have Fabinho at the back, Falcao's banging in goals. And it's just they're stacked and they're young too and they're, they're really fun to watch. They can't defend for their lives and their goalie had a bit of a mare too. But you're right. I mean, they're just loaded with talent.
1: They're loaded with talent. And like I said, City don't have a defensive reputation. And we've talked about this before. City are a team... I mean, they they did take a counter punch today, but throughout this season, they've been they've been knocked back on their heels quite a bit. Yeah, so it four It yeah. Wouldn't shock me one bit if Monaco got an early goal come the the, the turnaround tie here, and things are suddenly on. Um, I will say this too: all the talk about um, Gabriel Jesus replacing Sergio Aguero. It's probably Aguero's <laughs> unbelievable. Probably stop. He's unbelievable. And I think I was probably one of those people talking, but yeah. uh, Agu- t- t- these was this was one of those games where like Aguero reminds you that he's still like arguably the best striker in the, Premier in,
0: League. In, in the world. Maybe yeah. I mean the best out and out striker. Obviously, like there's Messi and there's Ronaldo, but just a number nine. I mean, he had two goals. I think he might had two assists as well. He's just awesome, and he, he he drew a penalty kick that wasn't given to him, I and mean, he he's just he causes mayhem out there, and. Yeah, it's awesome to see him back in the side. Um, it, it's scary for the rest of the Premier League because, I mean, he hasn't scored a Premier League goal since like December or something crazy like that.
1: No, and if this game is one that kind of gets him back on track, you're right, watch out. I yeah. Mean, the title race may be over, but City
0: might lock up second place. Sure, sure. And, and that would be, you know, a, a decent first year for Pep. Uh, the other game today overshadowed because, you know, there was a 5 to 3 game, but Atletico uh, beating Bayer on the road 4 to 2. Um, and I point out to you, like, my, my sneaky bet in October was Atletico to win the Champions League. This is a sneaky bet I've made before. Yeah. And, and you know, they were uh, 12 to 1 at the time. And, you know, they just won a game 4 to 2 on the road in the Champions League. Barcelona looked like they're going to be knocked out. And we'll, we'll touch on that game in a bit. But Atletico are starting to do things right now. And, and they might actually have the added benefit of La Liga is pretty much over for them. This is really kind of their last hurrah, possibly under Simeone. They've come so close to it the last three years. This year, who knows? Could be the year. Yeah, that's a point you
1: brought up early in the season. that This might be a year where they just kind of go for the Champions League and and punt the league to a certain extent. They've sure. already won La Liga, what, twice under Simeone? Just, just the once. Just once. You've got the two of the Champions League finals and lost both times really in heartbreaking fashion. Like you said, man, with Barcelona kind of looking like they're going out of the competition, the only other team – in the competition, Atletico hasn't really been proven that they can beat is Real Madrid. Sure. I mean, their run last year, they beat pretty much everybody else on the planet. Um, I will say they're, they're, they're defending is a little suspect it's, by their standards, it's weird. right? It's yeah. not, it's not bad, but by their standards, it's suspect. Very lofty standards. And bro. that could be something that, that comes back to bite them. But I mean, like you made the point before the pod, if, if Gamero gets firing on all cylinders, Griezmann playing the way he's playing, I mean, they 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 might be
0: second favorites behind Real Madrid to, to win it. And coaching matters in the Champions League, too. And I I, I imagine that Simeone probably wanted, you know, a 1 0 away win today, right? But that's just not the team that he has anymore. And so I, I think he's more prone to just, like, you know, kind of going after games. And I still, two games against any other coach in the world, I mean, Simeone's just a monster. And, and, his team typically embodies that kind of spirit that he has. And I think that they're a great job. I mean, if they get into the round of eight, no one will want to play them. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, <clears throat> like I said,
1: outside of Real Madrid, nobody, they're the team nobody wants to play. Ask sure. Bayern last year, right? I mean, yep. Bayern were very under pep last year. Very, very solid team. Went out to Atletico over
0: two legs. I mean, they—they they, your bet's looking pretty good. Uh, we'll, we'll see. And I might have to start hedging, even though that's for cowards. But... Um, one thing you wouldn't have to hedge is if you bet Bayern to go through against uh, Arsenal. Bayern 5, Arsenal 1, and it's almost gotten swept under the rug because it's so typical and because we just had two great games today, but it's just pathetic to a degree that a team with a, as much talent as Arsenal can just get, you know, totally taken apart in this fashion where it was 1-1 to at halftime. I, I, it, this game was on. I, there's it, no reason that they should have lost 5-1, to one, and it just speaks to their mental weakness. It'll it's be ridiculous. even
1: more appalling slash frustrating when Arsenal beat Bayern 3-0 at home in the turnaround tie, which we know they'll do, right? They, they do this every year. They got smashed a little bit worse than they usually get smashed. Yeah. But every goddamn year, they lose that opening tie away to Bayern or Barcelona, like 3-1, 3-0 then they come back home and win 2-0 or 2-1 and that's exactly what's going to happen it, it's it's baffling to me and I, you know I think the last time we potted I kind of defended Arsene Wenger and, and for the criticism he's receiving and all of a sudden the push to to get him out of that job but man i mean yeah that that
0: is just a that is a bad result. It's a bad result. And and <clears throat> Bayern aren't flying. Mm-hmm. So so I was looking, and I, I gamble on everything under the sun, and I was looking at Bayern's results up until this. I think they'd only won one home game by more than one goal in their last six or seven. And so I was looking, and, and Arsenal were, were plus a goal in this, or plus maybe even like one and a half, and you know I was almost thinking that was a pretty good bet, but then I, I made the counterpoint to you today, which is just, if you just look at these games in a vacuum and you just say, who's the better team? And you take out everything, kind of. Beyond. I mean, Bayern are walking the, the Bundesliga just like they do every year. And you just look at them on paper, and, and Bayern are a better team. They're not a four goal better. team. That's what I was gonna
1: say, though. They're not four goals. They're, better they're than definitely
0: Arsene. not four goals better. But I mean, it's not surprising that Arsenal lost. And if they go to, to the Allianz, which which is a powder keg, and they lose one to two, or even two to nothing, maybe even, even three, three to nothing, one. or three to one, right? Yeah. That's almost a respectable result. I mean, five to one just speaks of an absolute lack of heart. It's and, all right and, though, and it shows on the, the players' faces. But like Sanchez looks like he's just done with this team. Hashtag done.
1: It's all right though because they came out and got a huge win against Sutton. <laughs> huge <laughs> win. And Arsenal, mark my words, will find a way to win the FA Cup for the third time in four years.
0: Ooh, I, I don't think they have a chance this year with with Chelsea United, but we'll see. Um, and, and then kind of the we'll end it with, you know, kind of the the highlight result, the the, the most shocking result, and I was fortunate enough again to watch a lot of this at work is. One of the last gotta days. Get your job. Yeah, my job's awesome. Uh, one of the last days with my team, and so we were kind of just hanging out, watching this game, and PSG destroyed Barcelona. And the the midfield of Rabiot and and, and uh, Marco Verratti, they just were so much better than Barcelona. And a lot of people are saying this is kind of like the end of an era for Barcelona. A lot of people are kind of bemoaning like the death of Lamasio, their youth system. I mean, I, I don't know if I go as far as to say that, but. I mean, Barcelona losing 4-0. And I know they've gotten destroyed in recent memory, right? Didn't they get taken to pieces by, they by have Bayern a, Munich, right? Every,
1: every couple of years... And you said this. Yeah, go ahead. They're good for like a, the, that smashing you don't see coming. I mean, it's usually in the semifinals. It's not in the round of 16. No, but you're right. I mean, but I mean, I think they, they. I remember them vividly getting smashed by Bayern... I feel like they've gotten smashed by Real Madrid. I mean, th- every once in a while they're good for this. Yep. But like I said, you never expect this in the round of sixteen. It's usually in the in the semifinals that they fall out. Um, this is a team. I mean, I've joked about it with you about how Neymar stinks and I don't think he's staying. But this is a team that just doesn't doesn't. I don't have a good feel about the what's going on at that club sure, right now. Sure. It just they they're being linked to all these whack defenders. <laughs> I saw they're being linked to Southampton Ham- Cedric today. Like it just kind of feels like they're in a transition state, which is absurd to say because they have Messi, Suarez, and Neymar. But it, the it, it just the things don't feel right around Barcelona right now. I mean, they came out over the weekend and barely won. I they, think they, they won on oh, a ninety fifth minute won. penalty I, by I Messi or something. Game. Yeah,
0: Leganés had them on the ropes. I, I mean, Leganés could have won that game. It just and,
1: and the other thing is. I mean, if you look at it, right, they've lost two league games all year. We're judging Barcelona by a different standard, rightfully so. We're judging them by their own standard, right? I mean, a failure at Barcelona is not winning two trophies a year,
0: at least, right? Sure. Um, But this was a truly shocking result. This was an ass-swapping. And and, uh, two performances I want to point out. Um, Marco Verratti... He only played 65 minutes because he cramped up. And it, by that point, it was already 3-0 or 4-0. He should probably get in better shape. He, he ran that midfield. His tackling was superb. His passing was out of this world. I mean, he was, he was just so dynamic. And then the other guy is... You know, people forget that Julian Draxler's on PSG. And he's, he, he's, he's had a fantastic year. Uh, yeah, exactly. and, and he is so... He, he almost... He has the same body type almost as Kevin De Bruyne where he's much taller than you expect him to be covers a ton of ground. He's got a hell of a shot on me. He's great to watch. And, and PSG are just loaded. Their they're, they're, they're defense, too. I mean, Taco Silva was hurt for this game. And Marquinhos and, and the guy, they have a youth team guy who, who played his first Champions League start. And I can't remember. Oh, Kimpembe. First Champions League start ever. 21 years old. Came through PSG's youth system. Starts against Barcelona. And he had a, just an unbelievable game. And and all of a sudden, you look at PSG and you look at Monaco. And I texted you this the other day because literally all we do is talk about soccer. And I said, Are we sleeping on League One? It's Ligue 1. And, and, and like, we are, right? I mean, the, the top of League One, PSG aren't in first place. No, no. Uh, it's, it's a really, the league's really coming around. And I read a really interesting article, I think it was on The Guardian, that's saying that the, there's been a huge focus on, on youth systems because the only way to really make money as, as a club these days is. You either have to be a massive just commercial monster a la Manchester United or you have to be like an FC Porto who just sells their talent and, 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 and remain solvent because you just have so much talent coming up through your ranks or, or you buy really well and you can sell them on at a profit. Um, and, and you can see it with uh, with teams like Monaco where some of their best players are 17, 18 and they're going to go for huge money. But uh, but yeah, PSG is just awesome.
1: Great result for PSG. They played really, really well it would not shock me one bit if Barcelona won 3-0 at home and went 3 one away goals. You know they what I mean? They have to win... They lost 4-1, right? 4-0. They lost 4 oh, So it wouldn't shock me if they won... If they won. 5-0. I mean, it, <laughs> it would shock me a little bit, but like if there's a team oh, capable... Oh, they can turn them over. If there's a, if there's a team yeah. capable... And you brought this up when we were chatting about this game this weekend. If you're PSG, you come out... The first twenty minutes of that game, oh, try to score. and you do everything you can to score. Yep. like you just you do whatever you can to get. Even if you give up a goal, it's fine. You get just one, it score, one, score six. <laughs> yeah, because
0: yeah. if Barcelona come out and score early, it's on. Yeah, I mean it's, it's on. really on. Yeah, and we'll see how that ends up. And then the last kind of Champions League game to, to point out is we're potting on Tuesday night. The the Wednesday games are pretty interesting. Juventus traveling to to Portugal to play Porto, but then Leicester are at Sevilla. They're at the Sanchez piece one. Um, so I have a quite a bit of money on, on the the uh, Spaniards there, and, and really, this could be the nadir for, for Leicester, right? I mean, this could be where it all comes to a head, where they've had this hugely disappointing season. The one thing that's really kept people kind of ha- having like a hint of optimism is their Champions League run, but if they just get dusted in this game, I mean, that's really it, and then I feel like they have to get rid of Ranieri. Well, yeah, and
1: that's always kind of been my theory, is that Ranieri's only kept his job because... He's going to be given the chance to keep moving them forward in the um, in the Champions League, and you know, on not even recent form, on long term form, you wouldn't pick Leicester to get anything out of this tie. But and I mentioned to you this to you in the hallway earlier. The only thing that is kind of creeping in the back of my mind is it's been evident that Leicester's performances, this, results this year, have been due to just not giving a shit. Yep, they have not been playing well and trying hard and losing. They've just been basically not giving a shit except in the Champions League, right? And I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't get smashed because they just they turn up exactly. It would be quite the indictment on them of the players in my opinion, it, right? It would be
0: a really damning indictment. It would be, it be a they very they damning indictment. Yeah.
1: But other than the last game that meant nothing in the group stage, they looked like the Leicester
0: last year. Well, they did to a an um, degree, and it's a little scary for me, given that you know I have my life on the line tomorrow. But I just but I, having said that, I, having said that, Sevilla are third in La
1: Liga. They are a very, 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 very good team. They're incredible at they, home. Let you pointed out they haven't. They didn't travel this weekend. I mean, if Leicester can get out of this game with a two-nil loss, I think that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate because I wanted to see them kind of make a run in the Champions League, but I just, I
0: don't see it happening. It's actually an interesting, like, it, it, you make a great point there, right? I mean, are Lester just not giving a shit or has washed, has water found its level, right? Like, is this actually the team that they are? And I think that maybe tomorrow we'll see, right? If, if they lose 5-0, maybe this is just, maybe Lightning just struck last year. Yeah, yeah. If they turn up and it's like a one-to-one <laughs> game, then you say, well, hold on a second. These players just are so unprofessional, it's, it's outrageous. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be good narrative either way
1: i'll be very curious to see yeah, how that game plays out very curious because they've looked atrocious in the league they're one point off the drop they lost to 10 men millwall Ooh, this past weekend yeah i mean it if
0: they get a result out of this game uh, shame on them if, if shame they, on they get a result no seriously you're right shame on them <laughs> and speaking of the, the millwall defeat uh Weird week where we're talking about the Champions League and the FA Cup, but uh, we'll, we'll kind of transition over to FA Cup action. And it was actually, I mean, it was a, a very eventful weekend, and, and the FA Cup kind of has um, some, some spark about it because there's a lot of big teams left. All the big teams, All, except uh, Liverpool, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and the results, um, as they happen, Burnley, really the shock result of the weekend, Burnley nil, non-league Lincoln City 1. Um, and we'll definitely discuss that. Middlesbrough through three, Oxford United two. Huddersfield Town nil, Manchester City nil. Uh, we watched that game together. Um, more interesting than the scoreline suggested, it was actually a pretty good game. I mean, Huddersfield could have won that game. Millwall, as we said, beating Leicester 1-0 at home. Chelsea beating Wolves on the road 2-0. Tottenham smashing Fulham 3-0. Uh, United beating Blackburn 2-1. couple great goals in that game. And Arsenal beating Sutton United Two to nil. Um, uh, you know, uh, quite a few games to actually discuss here. Uh, I think that we'll start with you know a non-league teams in the the final eight of the FA Cup for the first time since like the Premier League. Like a hundred years era. or something. Yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. And and I watch a lot of this game. I know you did too. Um, they deserved it. I mean, Burnley were diabolical, and for a team that's so good at home, I mean, I had money on Burnley to cover not just the win, but like a goal and a half and and Lincoln City just kind of played the way a non-league team has to, and they just bought down the hatches. They scored the scruffiest, the dirtiest, the most sleaziest goal of all goals. They yeah, had the most FA Cup goal imaginable, imaginable, and and they're in the final eight. Um, it's awesome, and and they're playing Arsenal too. And That's a great draw for them because Arsenal are cowards. So <laughs> who, who knows? Um, it it it. First of all, as I told you,
1: I don't care. What the competition or who the, the opponent is? This just is a, a case where you don't take Burnley minus a goal and a half. Uh, I know. And you've he learned me that right away. And I your, was like, you've you God you damn. learned your lesson, so yeah. I'll I'll leave it at that. I won't hammer you too hard. But, but you do take Sutton plus two and a half. You do take Sutton plus two and a half. Every day, twice on Sunday. No, it's pretty cool. It's the magic of the FA Cup, right? It, I mean It really is. I mean, it's a
0: huge cliche, but like, yeah, it really is. It's a huge cliche, but like, they're in the quarterfinals of like the FA Cup. Like, it's that's wild. crazy. It's wild. I, I love it on the Ramble, they were talking about. Apparently, the, the manager for Lincoln, who manages with his brother, they talked about how they break the game down like 15-minute periods, right? Because uh, Someone on the Ramble, I think it was Marcus, said it's almost too much to ask these guys to play 90 minutes against a Premier League team. So, like, psychologically, the coaches had just broken it down. Like, here's what we're going to do the first 15, the second 15, the third 15. It's a really interesting way to go about the game. And, and you know, scoring a headed goal, like a, a really just greasy goal in the 88th minute. I mean, that's awesome. And it's the reason soccer is so awesome is because effort can really make up for a ton of skill. I'm not sure there's many sports that are like that. Do you know what I mean? Because at some level in most sports, enough points are scored where the better team will come out on top. It's hard to score in soccer. It's so hard. And, and Lincoln get the one goal and, and they go through. Um, more goals in that game than Huddersfield, nil, city, nil. Um, You know, it sounds like a nondescript game. I just have one point to make, really, which is um, the gap between the top of the championship and the bottom of the Premier League is is literally non-existent. What I mean by that is, I mean, Huddersfield, they have a good chance of coming out next year, right? I mean, they looked like a Premier League side against City. I mean, they tested them. They had chances. They looked really, really good, and, and City... I mean, they had De Bruyne on the field. They had Sterling on the field late on. I mean, they, they had players. I mean, Fabian Delph, shout out to him for finally getting minutes. But I I was just impressed by the fact that it, it just looked like two teams on equal footing, more or less. And then you watch the game with me. I'd be interested to hear your take on that. I mean, it really could have gone either way.
1: Yeah, it could have gone either way. I do wonder how big of a role – Man City playing away played on this result. Sure. Um, but, but, <laughs> but but Huddersfield went toe-to-toe with Man City. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't like your nil-nil where Man City had, you know, 85% of the ball and had no. a billion shots. Um, and Huddersfield were doing pretty well in the championship. They're right? doing really well, yeah. Um, I also do think though that the smaller teams get up more for these games than the bigger teams. Like yeah, if this is a, if this was a premier, you know, if this was a premier league tie, I don't know. I, I think man city are up for it a little bit more. Um, but there's an expectation. There's there, an I expectation guess, yeah. of the, free, but I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Huddersfield. That's a good result for them and, pretty, the, to get the result. replay. Something man city certainly didn't want. Um, but I, I do think Man City will probably smash them at home.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they absolutely should. Um, and, and then just moving on to, to next round where we have some interesting ties, uh, the, the best of which are, uh, you know, Chelsea are hosting United. And, and that's a big game. And it's a month from now. Um, kind of a, a weird little thing here where you have, you know, two FA Cup rounds and I think, three weekends. And then you have this big gap before the, uh, the quarterfinals. But yeah, I mean, City hosting uh, United. We're course- going to end up
1: with I mean, assuming City could, gets clean through on Huddersfield, we could. it's more likely than not that we're going to end up with three, giants. possibly four, Giants yeah. in the um, semifinal, Semis. right? I mean, you could have the winner of Chelsea United. Spurs, I think, will probably beat Millwall. City, Arsenal should beat uh, Lincoln. I yeah. mean, I can't remember an FA
0: Cup in recent time where all of the big teams have kind of made it this far. No, I can't either, and also... You're, you're talking about teams that need a trophy to a degree. I mean, United need one under, United, uh, under Mourinho because, you know, he doesn't have a trophy, right? Tottenham need one because they have this team that's obviously so full of talent, but they need something to really kickstart them. Arsenal need one because this is probably the only trophy that they have. And Chelsea, I mean, th- this could just be a huge season for them going for the double. And so all of them kind of have these different motivations, but... You're going to get into semifinal and quarterfinal games where they're playing full strength eleven, no matter which what. is awesome. Which is awesome. Right? Which yeah. you want to see. Yeah. Where's
1: that United Chelsea game at? It's at the Bridge, Ooh, where
0: they beat them four Or 4. Tasty fixture, delicious. delicious oh fixture. man, that is mm. going to be a
1: good game. It's going to be
0: a good game when United lose three nothing
1: It will, and you and <laughs> Mourinho has already set the table. I saw him come out and basically say, "Well, Chelsea have already won the league. All they have to worry about is the FA Cup, and we have the." The FA Cup and the Europa, and the Europa League. League and the, the, the League, League and the. And yeah, you do. You know why? Because you stink! <laughs> That's why you have all that stuff to worry about. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on you, Jose Mourinho. I like you, but I'm on you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying so to twist the narrative. That Unbelievable. Does it,
0: that does it for the uh, Champions League slash FA Cup roundup. Um, and looking ahead to next weekend, uh, the Premier League stinks uh, this coming weekend. You're getting into the time of the year where teams have uh, weekends without a game such as Manchester United because you have the, the, the League Cup and the FA Cup still ongoing. So, so looking ahead to next weekend, I mean, really the only game of no, I mean, Chelsea hosting Swansea, there's possibly something there. The Everton versus Sunderland game is interesting because Lukaku might score 45 goals. Um, but yeah, I mean, next weekend we have Manchester United and Southampton playing in, in the, uh, Football League Cup, and I'm interested to hear your opinion there, because as a United fan, I think Southampton are uh, a really terrifying proposition. I think that this is the only thing that they have left to play for, really. They're going to finish in mid-table. Um, they've looked really good to this point. They knocked out Liverpool in the semifinals. Um, I'm interested to hear your take on that game. Um, I don't care, <laughs> because it's the Capital
1: One Cup. It's but, a trophy. But... Um, United have lost, like, one game in the last a billion, so I think they're going to win. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. That's kind of that's where I'm at. Um, I think it'll be a low-scoring affair, as most United games are. And Southampton, I think, are pretty good defensively. Yep. Um, but not on the road. We're, we're watching highlights we're of them, set. actually, right now. And, you know, maybe Gabby, Gabby Adini, Adini gets a awesome. goal or two. Yeah, right? But I think I also said to you earlier, this is like what Mourinho does his first year back in the Premier League. He wins the Capital One Cup. He did it with Chelsea. He's going to do it with United. Um I think United will probably win a low scoring turgid affair. Okay. And, Zlatan um, Penn. And yeah, Zlatan Pen and, and <laughs> that'll
0: get United fans that'll give United fans that false sense of hope that they're back. You wanna hear some weirdness? United have a Europa League game tomorrow at noon. Yeah, that is weird. Isn't that weird? That's weird. People forget that Europa League usually happens on Thursday. No, people don't forget that.
1: <laughs> That's uh, that doesn't. Do affect. they have it that game on Wednesday
0: because they play? S- yes, they do. Sunday? Yep. Why don't they do that for the Premier League though? Uh because they can. I think they made an exception here. Uh, there was a reason Etienne wanted the game also on a Wednesday. I, I can't really recall, but. Uh, but yeah. I mean, we're, we're probably gonna lose uh, four to one tomorrow and go through on away goals. It's gonna be great. And that does it for for a, a strange, but it felt good. It was it was a good joga, despite it not being a Premier League weekend. Despite us uh really focusing on a kind of European continental affairs foreign muck, as they say. But uh, but yeah, that that does it. And to all of our listeners, thank you. the The last episode was was our most listened to. And we appreciate it. Um, our Instagram is absolutely electric, especially with bot traffic right now. So shout out to our Instagram, at Jogapodnito, Twitter, at Um And we will definitely be back next week. Uh, I know our cadence is kind of just whenever we feel like it. It's been two weeks since our last show. We will definitely be back next week um, to talk about, you know, the FL Cup, uh, some Premier League action, and uh, whatever else tickles our fancies. So for me, your host, Jake Johnson. But and Andrew Racker. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll see you guys next week later.